And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning to everyone. With Barocco Sepemando. Tune in live at 10:30. And it's all on road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Well, GM, everyone, um, not a great start. Uh, worst tech, worst audio, hopefully better vibes. Me, just me and OSF today. We are coming to you live from the Atlantic island of Madeira. Um, we are here on a little off-site, me and OSF. Um, but we're still going to do the show. Farouk, unfortunately, is in Paris. He's hanging out with LVMH today. Going to go see some uh, LV clothes, it sounds like. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be me and OSF different oh actually Farouk's listening weirdly but um gonna be a different style of show I think probably less uh less vibes but um probably a little less energy but hopefully uh some good takes how you doing OSF hey uh GM yeah I'm good thanks how are you I mean you really were meant to bring your A game today <laughs> <laughs> and you just failed well, I didn't, coming off the bat straight away I didn't want to make it seem unnatural so i was like i'll just maybe i'll just go with like how i usually yeah, am. have to like uh, farouk's not here today so we need to like bring up the energy like to a, to a different level maybe maybe today can just be like a, a chilled a chilled day i mean it's it's like absolutely pouring with rain outside here in in portugal after all the shit you gave me for london and it's... we're not in portugal <laughs> to be fair we are not in portugal portugal will be from tomorrow um today we decided that we um we're going to be go off to madeira again um might be doing some rock climbing or whatever you've got planned for us tomorrow but uh yeah the weather here is absolutely horrific it feels well, as though we're in the we're center not, of a storm we're but... not in portugal but we are in an autonomous region of portugal so technically right, okay, technically, get that. technically it still counts um no you're gonna have a great week great week remember this week is nfc um which is the uh this is the main nfc conference in lisbon i know a lot of people are coming out rug radio is the um is the media partner for the event we're gonna have a booth right in the center of it i think we're actually on stage as well at one stage uh again where you're gonna have to talk osf but um that is what we will be doing for the rest of the week we're gonna be interviewing people um live from nfc as well as i think some um some small activations as the day goes on so if you're coming to to lisbon Hit up myself, Farouk, or, or Ovi. We will be there from tomorrow. Um, we're going to fly back, I think, tomorrow evening. But yeah, that's the that's the main thing of the week. Um, the weekend. What did you, what did you get up to this weekend? Um, on Saturday, I went to watch the FA Cup final. On oh yeah yeah which wasn't, yeah, forgot about that. Which wasn't great. And then Sunday, I came... lost lost quite a big bet. I saw. Uh, I did also lose. Yeah. Well, that wasn't also wasn't yep. great. Um, and Sunday I flew to Madeira, so that's what I did this weekend. I was actually reco- I felt like I was re- recovering from like some weird fever um, that I managed to get myself out of. So I feel good. Now. Yeah, it felt like you had quite a big week last week. Quite a few different things going on in London. You had the Bugatti Asprey thing, and then I don't know. It just felt like you were going out drinking pretty much every night. I so actually wasn't drinking. Well, I actually wasn't drinking that much. Like I was out every night, but I. Only really had one or two drinks each night, and I think so you're just becoming old. No, I think I think that was like I think I only I think I did that because I could like sense something coming, um, and then I think Thursday killed me because like I played I played 
golf, just ate one salad and then didn't eat anything all night. Um, and then, yeah, and then I just kind of like crashed basically. So. Well, you mentioned golf already in the first 20 minutes, so I think we're going to have to move on. Yeah. Um, right. Should we, should we get started with, with the, the DJ's report? Do we, do we have the jingles today, Jazz? We might as well get into oh, this. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Got to do the market report first. I guess that is the DJ's report. That's what right? I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just showing my hand up. A game, right? A game. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Let's go, guys. Daily market report. Man, I've got to say, I love, I love the audio quality here. This is really a, a, a an old. I know it's it's back to the uh, the old times, right? It's a it's a retro it's a retro radio space. Um, okay, so markets, equities are strong. Um, equities are really strong. So we had a a decent day again on Friday after the payrolls number. I think. The S&P 500 outperformed, so we closed 1.5% higher there, and the Nasdaq closed 0.8% higher. Um, equities are up again this morning. I think um, uh, the Nasdaq is outperforming a little bit, but um, we should, I think we're there or thereabouts at new year-to-date highs once again. Um, interest rates uh, have rallied a little bit, so we're, we're off the recent highs after that payrolls number on Friday. Um, but interestingly, crypto just doesn't seem to want to participate in this macro move um, with Bitcoin back down to 26.8k, ETH down to 18.68, altcoins look like they're getting a bit destroyed across the board. Um, so it's just another day, um, you know, what feels like maybe the fifth or sixth day in a row now where stocks are up, macro actually is looking very strong and crypto is not really participating. Yeah, it's a bit weird, right? Six six weeks now, the Nasdaq's been up. Um, another year today high. Obviously, a lot of focus on um, Apple today. Um, a lot of focus on that. Um, so I think the Nasdaq's seen some strength. It, most of the strength in the stocks has been driven by just a few different stocks. We've mentioned it a few times. NVIDIA, Facebook, probably going to be Apple today. Um, and that's driving the Nasdaq higher. Like the way these indexes work, they're always weighted towards the biggest, um, the biggest stocks anyway. They're market cap weighted, so you've seen a lot of strength in just those particular stocks, which is driving the rest of the market. And then crypto just hasn't really, hasn't really participated for the last few weeks. We obviously had a very, very strong start to the year. I mean, we're still up what nearly eighty percent, I think, or seventy percent so yeah. far this year, uh, which isn't small. Um, something like Bitcoin, but then. Um, at the same time, it's uh, it feels as though maybe we're losing steam slightly. And, and I, I put that out this morning and some people came back being like, you know, we're, we're, we're acting more like we're tied to gold right now. And the strength in the dollar, which we've seen over the last few weeks, has probably tapered the, the performance in, in crypto. I think we've got to hope that that's true, because if, if the stock market now takes a dip, um, we've got to hope that crypto is decoupling slightly from the stock market and is acting more like a commodity. Because if not, then we've really underperformed for a long time and stocks go down a lot right now and that could really create a crypto, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I, it's true, like, the correlation seems to have gone... Correlation seems to have, like, it's a lot lower this year, but, and you're right, that like, crypto is already up 80%, 70%, stocks are up, what, like, 10%, 30%, but... Um, just feels like when you have like a few different things changing in the macro numbers and you have this big sustained rally and you, you know, crypto's up 80%, but we're still down 
sixty percent from the highs. And if you chart it on a year-to-date basis, it's been a big outperformance. But if you chart it over an eighteen-month or a one-year basis, it's still been a massive underperformance. So parts of you know parts of me still just feels like when you do have these like big moves higher in macro, especially with stocks hitting year-to-date highs and, and numbers going in the right direction, I just I don't know. I just find it weird that crypto doesn't want to participate in that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a bit weird. I'm still bullish. I still think we've we've said a few times that um, volumes start to dry up from around July July or June, I guess, we're we're kind of getting into. And you see some pretty violent moves from now until kind of the end of the year. So don't expect it to be kind of an up-only market, I think, right now. But I do think we're going to end the year higher than where we are. And there's pretty strong bull narratives. But this, this... does look a little bit precarious i think for crypto like it would be yeah. unsurprising to see stocks come back a little bit and that would uh that would cause the rest of the market to fall um interestingly this apple stuff i mean we're going to get into a bit deep bit later but um do you, do you think that that could provide like a medium-term support for nfts in particular or, or like maybe not nfts but some of the stuff that we're more interested in um eth um metaverse related things and, and like digital assets if they bring out this this headset which everyone's saying they're going to bring out a three thousand dollar mixed reality headset um which you know looks like it could be their next big product remember they did the they've done the the iphone the ipad the apple watch and now this looks like to be the next big big thing they're going to push into do you think do you think that means people start to look at our bags again Uh, i think it's a bit of a stretch to say that at this stage and we're not in that market environment where headlines like that cause upwards price action. Like if you remember two years ago when Visa bought a crypto punk, like the whole thing went up by a hundred percent or, you know, um, uh, when there was something about PayPal and Ethereum or whatever it was like Ethereum rallied like 25%, like those types of headlines don't really seem to have a big impact now. And like, yeah, like if this Apple product goes really well, then maybe there's applications of it for our bags. But, I think it's just like there's not enough of a direct link and an immediate impact for me for it to have a big effect. But um, like if we do rally and people attribute it to that, I would think it's actually other things that are causing the rally and not the Apple thing. But that's just my two cents. Yeah, there has been some, I only, only rented it in this section. We'll get into it a bit bit later. It's that most of those metaverse coins have been moving overnight. I think you've seen moves in things like Sandbox, Decentraland, Wild World. I think Wild World is up like 15%. Decentraland's up or mana is up about um, seven to ten percent. So most of those are up quite a lot overnight. Um, but I agree with you. I'm not too sure Apple bringing out a headset means necessarily people are going to start using using Decentraland more. It just doesn't really feel like that. That feels like a bit of a jump. Um, and I've heard it, it sounds as though they're not going to mention the word metaverse at all. Like they're they're kind of anti yeah. the word. So um, maybe, maybe we don't have that sort of jump. We should probably get yeah. into um, NFTs and then we can kind of come back to that as a topic and maybe bring some people on stage who might be more versed than we are. But um, do you want to play the jingle jazz in that, that horrific audio? Let's get it! Wow, that is just horrific, isn't it? Um... <laughs> So yeah, let's let's get into NFTs. It feels as though it's been a stronger few days for NFTs. Um, largely, it feels like the shitcoin meta is is over. 
Um, there's obviously a few things going on there. Like it feels like Ben or Ethan BitBoy have have kind of parted ways. I've seen, and uh, but most most of those coins are lower. They're probably lower by by another ten percent over the weekend. Maybe even more, ten to 15, 10, 20 percent across the board. Um, and people have been returning to NFTs slightly. So we've seen decent price action kind of across the board. I think most things, if you look on a, the seven-day chart on, on DGENs, most of the top collections are up, I would say, 10 to ten to 20%. Um, board Apes have kind of stayed where they were, but Azuki's now at 17.5. Mutants are back above 10. Beans are at 1.5. D-Gods at 9.5. MFers have seen a big run. I don't know if you saw this, but MFers are up to one point two roughly oh, which wow. is which is about forty percent and that happened over kind of over the last twenty four hours really big sweeps going in there um so yeah like a, a quite a lot of um quite a lot of positive price action kind of across the board i think in nfts and volumes have kind of returned we're starting to see um decent days no, nothing crazy but we're talking about ten thousand people back in nfts and um in terms of wallets and volumes of kind of closer to 20 million, whereas before we were kind of dipping below or getting closer to 10. So volumes picking up, number of wallets is picking up, and prices are picking up. Um, the number of wallets is the real thing there. It's it, For the last, I mean, we even spoke about this today, but for the last six months, crypto, to me, still feels as though it's the wallets left swapping ETH between each other rather than like new people coming in. Um, so if we can get those new wallets back up to the number of wallets active back up to like 40,000 again, which is where it was kind of when blur started up again, um, started season two, sorry. I think that would be strong, but, um, I don't think it's anything to write home about that. We've gone from 7,000 wallets to 10,000 wallets yet. It still feels as though that's probably just a few people returning to the market rather than anything new. Um, so yeah, a little, little, still a little bit worrying on that stage, but you'll take the wins where you get it. And there's definitely been some positive um, news out over the weekend from the actual different collections. D-Gods came out with um, some new info about kind of how they're going to be taking D-Gods and Utes. Um, it seems as though the main thing to come out of that is they're looking to build like a Web3 profile for their users. Um, kind of, I mean, not to say it's too similar, but similar to kind of what we, we even looked at for Rec Guy, where you have like badges. It seems like it's going to be badges for holders where you'd be able to link up to their website and that the um, the D-Gods team will, will follow you if you're a verified user. Um, people like that. People like that as um, as, a, as a utility, as a way to kind of grow the network, to have like a, a, a unified voice, let's say, that people could follow. Um, and you saw the D-Gods floor rise about uh, 10 to 20%. Azuki have got this upcoming event in Vegas um, towards the end of the month. I think it's June 23rd. Um, and you've seen floor prices continue to rise. Um, 20%, like I said, over the last week in Azuki. We're up to 17.5. I put out a tweet on Saturday just asking kind of what they've really done versus other people. What do you think about that, Kobe? Like, why why are they just, just kind of in a league of their own at the moment? Yeah, it's a good question. It's just like, what an amazing outperformance uh in this market like at the beginning of the year you had azuki doodles clone x uh, maybe moonbirds all that similar price point and three of them are down 90 95 percent whatever it is 80 percent maybe and you can attribute that to macro but one of them is up 70 percent, and you're at one year highs which i think is incredible and my explanation of that if i take 
those four projects is I really for, for Zagabon for all his um, mishaps and criticism. I just think he's like someone who's Web three native, crypto native, who gets the space and gets what people gets what the community wants and puts community first. And everything they've done so far has been well received by the community because they understand what those collectors want. And I think the other three projects have failed in that. Like, either they've tried to step too far and try to monetize the community, either they've brought on people who don't really understand Web3 or not Web3 native, they have just the wrong strategy of trying to mass on board or an increase supply and all this kind of stuff. Like, Azuki haven't done any of that. They've just done, like, things that make sense. And amazingly, that's all they needed to do to um, achieve what they have. And now, like, I've probably massively understated that, and I'm sure there's, like, plenty of things that they've done and they've been building and working on that the majority of the Azuki community be, will be aware of. But I just think like the holders are on board with the founders and those guys, like those two parties are in sync and the vision is accepted and agreed on and expectations have been managed in, in the right way. And I think that's the main reason why it succeeded because Azuki holders aren't complaining about like, Oh, you said this and you didn't do it, or we expected this and it didn't happen. None of that. Like the the, the team has delivered, and the team's also managed expectations in, in the right way. And you know, if if I think about like what's the Azuki roadmap, and I remember looking at the website, there isn't the, he, they didn't even have a roadmap. I think they had like a um, I can't remember how they called it, like a mind map or like a mind plot, something like that, which was like here are some of the ideas and concepts that we want to work on, and we're just going to work on them over time. And so there weren't people aren't really expecting specific deliverables. They just know that there's this overarching vision and they have the trust in the founders to go out there and execute it. And that's what I think has happened and is starting to happen and starting to come to fruition now. And they've just done it really well. I think I think Zagabond is probably the person uh, in that team that you have to commend for it. Yeah, I think you read between the lines of what you've said. It's kind of what we've even looked at at Red Guys, that you want it to feel as though it's it's on the community as well to to um create the value for the project and azuki feels like it has that and it's done it's done some smart moves i think it's brought on i mean a lot of people have said that one of the smartest moves that proof did is bring on 9059 i think very similarly azuki's brought on some very vocal community members that are help building the culture um people like uh, uh whale wale whatever um and uh, uh elena and um, a couple of others where it just feels as though they're kind of in and around the community every single day. Um, and it feels as though the community is driving it more than maybe even the team. They've taken kind of taken a back seat. And I think they haven't done that much. Like, let's be honest, compared to if I was sitting there at, at half these other, let's say, major NFT projects, say the mid-tiers at the start of the year, you'd feel like you delivered more. But in some way, I think less is more here. They've, they've just been smart about how they've um they haven't overpromised like you just said and then they've just they've allowed the community to flourish like the spirit dow is doing its own thing i saw they did a comics mint last week which is kind of do a 3x and when you start seeing stuff like that where the community is is kind of taking the mantle of what the value is from the project i think that's just like a really strong position and it's what i think we've we try to emulate as well is that you don't just necessarily want to be looking at just zagabond it's it's kind of it feels more decentralized than that azuki right now and i think that's a really good spot for them to be in do you think it could flip something like Bored Apes? Like, I know people are going to react badly to that, but like, do you think, do you think, uh, I know the provenance of Bored Apes is like way higher and it definitely has more historical significance in my eyes. 
um, and probably way more cultural impact given every single person knows what a monkey JPEG is probably across the world at this stage. But do you think that their strategy could, could do them well? Because it feels as though the Yugo strategy is a bit more um, proliferation of tokens, let's put it that way. Yeah, I think, um, look, you can say they haven't done that much. And I think that's exactly the point. I think you don't have to do that much. I think there's a misunderstanding of projects who like to like um, pump, you know, beat their chest, but look at all these things that we've done and we're still lower than like MFers, for example. And it's like, that's just a misunderstanding of how people want to collect NFTs sometimes. Like some of the best things are just random memes that do well because they go viral because that people can resonate with them or because people realize that there's their expectations. So I think the idea of like, who's done more, who's done less, that's not like how NFTs are valued. Um, and maybe it is to an extent across like projects that are specifically utility projects, but um, it's pretty clear now that like checking things off a list is not like how people want to spend their capital. It's about like these intangible concepts. And I think Azuki is like knowing the intangible stuff, but can they, um, you know, surpass Yuga Labs? Can they surpass Apes? It depends. I think Apes have a lot of baked in value because you just made so much money from the airdrops today. I mean, from the beginning, you've had the dogs, you had mutants, you've had Acorn, you've had other side, you had surpasses, um, which is a lot. And you have to, and they, you guys very specifically and clearly state Bordic Yacht Club was like the um, most premium part of the membership into the ecosystem. So um, I guess the problem with that is like, you know, how many things can you keep airdropping until they stop, start losing value? And, does Azuki then have an opportunity to, um, you know, deliver more things that are maybe feeling a bit more new and a bit more fresh that doesn't doesn't exist out there? So, you know, if they, whatever they've been doing for the last year, and I, I think they've been doing a lot, but I don't know. Like, I don't know anyone from the team, but I would just imagine that they've been working on some cool stuff. Um, how well that is received when it comes, I think, would give it a good shot at, um, you know, at overtaking apes. But does it actually happen? I don't know. I think it's You still there? Yeah, can you hear me? Did you hear me? Yeah, I cut, cut it right at the end there. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. say anything controversial. So I'm just gonna leave that to you. But yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a well argued argue both sides. Um, the other, the other way is uh, the other thing going on right now is this goose auction, um, of which they kind of came in at two million dollars. I think was the low estimate, right? Um, and you've seen some of um, Dimitri Cherniak's other work including the um the dead ringers i don't know if you've seen those but they've uh, they've like quadrupled over the last few hours um what what do you think about this auction like do you think do you think that there've been some wild estimations here that it could go for you know i think the original sale was something like 6 or 7 million back when they first went back when 3ac bought it um where do you think where do you think this goes i think it's going to go high because the ways work is they don't just go out there and like, you know, hey, here's a piece with an estimate of two or three million. We're just going to go out there with a zero reserve thing and just see what happens. And I think it's very easy for people to say, oh, this won't go higher than one million in this market. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like everyone understands that. And the auction house obviously understands that. So they don't put these pieces out unless they know they have a lot of interest, right? Like the way auction houses work is they don't just like, for big pieces, you garner the interest beforehand you speak to big collectors, you speak to big funds, you speak to big institutions, 
then you have an understanding of the layer of the land of the market and you know like they probably know where the book is they probably know where this person's going to bid or this person's going to bid or this person's going to bid or just have an idea and when you get all those data points and you build up the idea and um you build the book if you like uh to a point where you're comfortable with launching the auction then you go and launch it so Sotheby's have probably got a good idea of who cares on it and the first auction obviously went very auctions obviously went very very well so there's there's got to be at least two people or maybe even three people in my opinion who are interested in that piece who are willing to pay at least the estimate and and probably more and so you know i think it's uh, it's it's easy to say oh in this market this won't go for that that high but you know these are, are liquid pieces and they're also perceived to be like you know once in a life once in a lifetime whatever like one you know once in a blue moon to be able to buy these pieces so um and we know there's a lot of capital out there that wants to buy high end crypto art and we saw that come to fruition in the last auction so um my guess is it goes above the estimate how high how much above it i don't really know um but i think you know i think it's going to be like in excess of three million okay okay i really do and not because that's going to come as a big surprise that's because someone out there is already willing to pay that and they've probably it might not be one individual person it might be a pool of funds um but someone to pay it and remember like there are a lot of nft funds out there but the guys that have raised capital for it are, i can't speak for everyone here but a lot of the guys that have raised capital for it are very smart and they'd be smart about not buying eth straight away and holding some of it in stables or holding some of it in eth and not buying nfts yet and i think a lot of funds out there haven't yet deployed capital so i think they are ready to deploy and the second thing is i think people have actually literally raised funds um for this auction as well like i think existing funds out there have raised funds to try and bid this auction so um i think the money's out there i think it's going to go in excess of three million yeah i think so too i think enough of the people who talk about this stuff as in people who are really in the weeds generative art are talking up the valuation here that people with money will buy it <laughs> that's basically what i think and i think you read into this auction and two million they're going to be conservative i think so i think they must already have a bid like that and i think they're probably gonna um it's probably gonna go hard in that i don't think it will go hard in the original sale in fiat price but i do think how much was up. how much was the original sale it was fiat? something like six to seven million i think when they when they bought it so it was Jeez. um it was high but um uh, i need to double check that but yeah it's um I think I think this will still go. This will still go high, um, and I think yeah. that will, that that could cause a, a like a rally in some of the um, in generative art world. You've kind of already seen that today uh, across some of the art blocks, and like I said, some of um, Dmitry Cherniak's other stuff is also um, is also moving, um, which would be kind of unsurprising. Like big sales like that for one piece generally tend to move. Um, well, cements the artist as 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 quite a big um name in 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 the digital art space and probably cements their, their spot for for like years to come so i think a big sale like this could be um could be quite a big deal particularly at a big auction house um so yeah. i think interesting to see how that that like develops over the um over the over the next few days i think it's i think it's next week maybe the sale's gonna be uh, i think it's next week yeah yeah it's next week so it's gonna be um <laughs> No doubt that that'll be like the focus for, for, for everyone at the moment. Um, yeah. 
So I think I think there's not much else in terms of like price movement here. The um the other thing to we should kind of go back maybe to the to the Apple stuff because I think it's going to be like the majority of what people are looking at today. Um, have you had a chance to look into the um into the like announcement about what this product is going to be? Like, do you think you're going to buy one? Do you think do you think this is kind of going to be a a moment for maybe not crypto but at least like the metaverse to to kind of come back as a concept? It's you know this is a funny one because I think it feels like people are trying to hype this up as if it's like you know the iPhone and obviously it's very very different because the iPhone was first of its kind and there are other VR headsets out there so I think it's not quite that um, but um, I don't know like personally I don't really do any like metaverse of VR stuff so it's not really for me to buy this but I know it's a big thing out there and. Um, I just wonder whether like a $3,000 price point is going to be too high for people to get involved, but I don't really know. Um, it's the, they've been, they've been kind of like secretive about this, right? So we just don't really know like what the capabilities of it are. Um, yeah, look, they, they've said it's meant to be 4k resolution on each eye. It's meant to be mixed reality rather than VR. Remember Facebook has been doing the Oculus for a while, but, um, but it looks like, that that's more of a VR product, um, and this looks to be more of a mixed reality slash augmented reality style product. Um, I do think I do think this might have more of an impact than we're maybe giving giving it credit for, but I think it's it's I personally think it it might even put like a death knell on some of the the stuff that's been built in crypto so far. Like if mixed reality becomes a future, then then these virtual reality worlds things like I know in the crypto space you have things like sandbox, decentraland, um, like it may, even some of the like the games which were hoping to utilize that sort of technology. It doesn't really feel like they're going to be the future versus maybe what Apple is doing, and the actual experience of augmented reality or mixed reality is very different to to VR. Um, if anyone in the audience is is like first in this we'd love to have you up, have you up because i think we can have a more deep discussion about it but it does feel as though the um it does feel feel as though this like the it's being big upped um as maybe a as a cause for why um why some of our some of our bags might might perform well and actually i think it could even be the opposite in some some respects um or it's only helped slightly in in, in others but you have seen a rally in, in pretty much all the um, the metaverse related things today. I think the the announcement is going to be uh, it's going to be later today. I think it's going to be I think around ten pm our time. But um, I, I do think that this is interesting to see that now two of like the Fang stocks are moving that way. It kind of felt like Facebook was on its on its own for a while in terms of pushing towards this idea of digital ownership and spending more time online um and this would be a very big shift i think for another one to kind of put its you know put its hat in the ring um and kind of not follow the the ai route which is what the others are kind of doing yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see i think i feel like expectations are low um and no one thinks it's going to be like a game-changing thing which makes me think maybe you know maybe there's a chance something gets pulled out the the hat but um I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. 
So the the rest of the stuff to talk about today is we have um, we have another Stubbs artist. Um, I don't know if we actually have the Stubbs code. Um, but we do. We do. We're not going to go into depth in it today. The piece is um, pieces by Lawrence Fuller. It's kind of an audio visual piece, um, a poem, um, which <laughs> I have to admit, like, I didn't. I had never seen Lawrence Fuller's work before. Um, I sent you the link to it already, uh, Ovi. And it grew on me by a lot by the uh, the third time of watching the whole thing. And I had it on repeat because OpenSea has it on repeat uh, while I was working for the last 10 minutes. And now I'm kind of obsessed, like low-key obsessed with the piece. But um, we're going to have Lawrence on later in the week when he comes to um, when he comes to Lisbon. I think uh, we're going to have him live maybe on Tuesday or Wednesday because he's in Lisbon already. Um, I'm just going to check the... Uh, do you know the code already, Ovi? I don't know if I saw it. Yeah. Um, I do know the code. Do you want me to yeah, say you go the code? It. You go for it. <laughs> um, I will say the code. <laughs> you clearly did not know the code. <laughs> the, the, co- the code is tulips. Okay, so you might not understand that, but if you've listened to the piece, make sure you listen to the piece because it's, it's like a it's like a poem slash short story. I would say, um, you will understand the co- the concept of the piece, but. We saw that um, I think all of Camilla's pieces were minted out last week, right? Yeah, um, and it. I'm not sure. If, I think there's a there's a um, there's a raffle uh, for the other pieces today, right? Um, is that right, Golden? Wow. I, think we're, I think we're doing the yeah. Today should for Camilla's pieces. There's five of them, and everybody who minted uh, one of the other ones will be available to to get one of those. So that'll be really cool. I think, I think I was... lost both of you guys. Oh, yeah, we're still here. But I think the okay. whole thing uh, minted out the fastest piece we've ever minted out. So it's an incredible piece by Camilla. Make sure you go check it out at uh, Rogue Radio Stubs on OpenSea, and you'll see the new piece by um, by uh, Lawrence Fellow there. I guess the only thing to really talk about for the rest of the week then is just um, what we're going to be doing in in Lisbon. Um, are you are you up to anything? I know you've got a super red drop at the moment. Uh, uh, Seth, do you maybe want to go into into what you were up to this week? Um, yeah, to, for any rare pass holders, I have my super red drop, which I think I believe should launch today. So I hope that goes okay. You never really know the reception that you get to these things, but um, try something a bit different. So hopefully, um, hopefully that one goes well. And tomorrow. We fly to Lisbon and I don't really away from like doing the actual NFC stuff during the day, which I think is like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, I don't really know what else we have. I know on Thursday we have, sorry, on Wednesday we have our rug radio and rec guy cocktails. Um, after that, there's a, um, a particle dial thing with the, um, um, they're launching a like partization of like uh, uh, I don't remember like the original Alien films, but they've fractionalized um, this like really cool sculpture um, from that. So I think they're having like a launch party or some some sort of like celebration party for that, which is after us. Um, and uh, I don't know what's going on on Thursday or Friday actually, in, in the evenings. But I'm sure there's there'll be a bunch of stuff. Um, and there's a Hennessy thing on Thursday, right? Or am I just hallucinating there? 
I think you're muted. Did we lose Mando? What happened if you were saying? Can you hear me now or not? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, yeah I think we have our event, then we have the Hennessy event, um, and then we're going to be there all day at the conference for anyone to, to see it. Um, uh, the only other thing that's just come out, I don't know if you saw, but crypto basically just dipped about 3%. It looks like Binance is being sued by the SEC, um, as is CZ. Which isn't maybe a great headline. That would be a breaking breaking news headline for us. Um, what do you? I know you're probably just looking at it now, but what do you think about that? Do you think that's that's just four? What do you think it's? Um, do you think this is uh, anything more substantial? Okay, so what's the, what's the actual headline? SEC sues Binance and CEO Zhao of breaking U.S. securities rules. Now, the SEC has kind of been after Coinbase for for listing securities recently. Um, that was one of the main things they kind of were attacking Coinbase over. They, they gave them a Wells notice about some of the things that they had listed and basically saying you were breaking securities laws. It seems like they've basically just gone to Binance and said, you're, you've done that. Um, now, I imagine this is to do with the listing of, of, of tokens. Binance is a bit more trigger happy with what it lists than Coinbase. Um, Remember, it has a U.S. entity and then it has a rest of world entity, Binance uh, U.S., which is already kind of difficult to use. It sounds like in in uh, in the U.S., like it has large restrictions in terms of banks, which allow you to kind of interact with it. But um, it will be. Do you think this is going to be anything more substantial, crypto? I mean, crypto's not trading well already today, but yeah, it looked like everything just took a bit of a bath on the back of that. Yeah, like maybe maybe this is one of the reasons why it's been so heavy of, over the last week or so. Um, this is what this article meeting says. It says, as alleged, Stow and Binance misled investors, misled investors about their risk controls and corrupted trading volumes while actively concealing who was operating the platform, manipulative trading of its affiliated market maker, and even where and with whom investor funds and crypto assets were custodied, he added. So it feels like there's a bit more there than just oh yeah, that's very coin based stuff. Yeah, um, which on the face of it doesn't read very well. But I'm also not a lawyer, and Gary Gensler's um, a bit of an idiot, so it's difficult to um, to judge what here is is problematic and what isn't. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not a great headline, and, and it kind of if this has been brewing for a while, then it makes sense to be now why crypto has been so weak recently. It feels like one of those things which is that they've been they've been on at him for a while for commingling of funds, um, and it, it sounds like they could have been a not the same as FTX in that they were borrowing against, let's say, their own shitcoin, but they were basically had their own internal hedge fund trading against customer funds it sounds like cz may have had you know companies similar there which kind of did um market making slash proprietary trading on behalf of himself um and the sec has now decided to come after him to be fair is like it, that's is bad. this the sort of thing that it... shuts down binance or just is this just, just like a fine you think like they I only think... have one u.s entity it doesn't feel like no. It's not gonna. Sh- I don't. I don't think it shuts down or kills Binance. I think it could be a large fine. Um, and um, also remember, like this is going to be in court for a while now. So you don't just like Binance doesn't just shut down tomorrow. 
um, and they will probably have um, reasonable arguments against it. And I also think, like, you know, when you have these things, it's like CZ versus Gary Gensler, and I just feel like CZ's a lot, lot smarter than Gary is. And I think, I don't know, like, maybe there's some wrongdoing or maybe there's some um, unethical doing in terms of, like, if they're trading against the customer information that they have. But um, I just feel like he's smart enough to understand what is and what isn't the law and take precautions to either like mitigate their risk um, or offset their risk. And um, this is going to go on now for a few months and years. Um, but I think what will come of it is not something that's going to be as bad as FTX, but who knows? Like everyone's like, oh, F- nothing, this isn't that bad with FTX. And everyone thought SBF was a, was a, was a legend and, and extremely smart. And we're all saying that about CZ now. And uh, maybe it's just me being complacent. I don't really know. Yeah, I guess that's one of these things. Like, what, maybe this is the, how they open the door, and they basically subpoena all this information, and and then it it turns into something worse. But it doesn't. It doesn't feel to me like Binance is is. It's not like a liquidity issue. It's more a malpractice issue, which is FTX was like massive, massively horrific risk management, plus. You know, deceitful behavior. I, th- I think this this feels more like deceitful behavior rather than maybe poor risk management. But you can you can never know. It does feel like this is going to be a weaker day um, for crypto, kind of across the board. Um, maybe not the majors. It looks like ETH is only down like two percent, but um, altcoins look like they're getting smashed again. Um, and I I would be unsurprised if you saw um, some weakness there. In this sort of scenario, like. If you have any money on centralized exchanges, again, I think you just have to have to be take precaution and be very, very aware of what you're holding on uh, on on uh, exchanges like that. I'm not like I said, I don't think this is a liquidity issue, but you um, you don't want to be you don't want to be betting on that in any sort of way. So mm. um, it looks like C- CZ just tweeted. He tweeted four, <laughs> and then he, he said. Then he said, "Our team is all standing by, ensuring systems are stable, including withdrawals and deposits. We will issue a response once we see the complaint. Haven't seen it yet. Media gets all the info before we do." Uh, four, four, four. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Like I said, I, I don't think I don't think this is an issue for Binance like it was for FTX, but at the same time, um, they, they dealt with some crazy withdrawals, didn't they? Um, I think in multi-billion dollar withdrawals a few months back when there was all that fud against uh, Binance and they dealt with it absolutely fine. Um, this feels more like a malpractice issue than a liquidity issue or anything like that, but you can never be sure yeah. with, with exchanges like this. Yeah, um, exactly. I feel like that's going to dominate crypto for the time being. You're probably right. Like If that, if that had been in the background and people had known about it, which no doubt they would have, um, given this has been released to the media before anything's been issued, seemingly to CZ, um, I think this is the sort of thing where where this may may have been responsible for the um, the poor performance of crypto maybe over the last couple of weeks, if people knew that something like this was about to come out. Yeah, yeah, not great. So we'll see what happens. All right. I think that's kind of it for us. Um, we were only went through an hour today, and it feels like we've actually gotten through our main topics today. But um, tomorrow we're going to come back uh, with the with the full schedule. Actually, are we doing even a show tomorrow? Is Farouk even going to do a show? 
I think I think uh, it's fifty fifty whether he does a show tomorrow. Yeah, because we're going to be flying, so we're flying. We're definitely going to do a show on Wednesday. We're definitely going to do a show on Thursday live from the um, live from the conference. So tune in to us then. Um, I think the main things to look out for for the rest of the day are going to be this Apple announcement and when when this CZ Binance um, news develops as the day goes on. Hopefully, we get some more details and the, the SEC actually release details rather than just this random enforcement action. So um, those are going to be the main things to focus on. Feels like NFTs were, were set to have a good day and have continued to be performing well, but there maybe this shakes out. Um, prices a little bit. Um, MF has seemed to be the main one to look at, and also this Dmitry Cherniak. Um, anything related to him seems to be the main things to look at. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a good show. Short but sweet. I think we got through the topic slightly slightly quicker, but um, hopefully, hopefully with some good points. And uh, yeah, we can um, we can chat tomorrow, or sorry, we can we'll be back on Wednesday, probably live from NFC. Okay. I probably said more today than I have all year. Yeah. I think I lost you. Have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Love, baby, yo. GM, everyone.